That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestion01 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. David, Nathan, and Jim here. Hello. How's it going? Good. How you doing? I'm, I'm well. Looking forward to having a discussion today. It's been a good week. It has, it has been a good week. Yeah. Yeah, so, so far, so good. So far, it's a so great good. weekend. Yeah. Got to hang out a little bit, celebrate my birthday. We all went. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks. Got a babysitter and... Much. Went out to dinner. That was fun. Was. Hey, let's just do a little bit of plug. Okay. We went to a place called Folk. Yes. Which is a restaurant in East Nashville. Right. And um, the vibe was on 10. Mm-hmm. The food was on 10. And, you know, and the company was on 10. Oh, so thanks. It was, uh, it was a great evening. Yeah. It was, it was. Enjoyed a lot of fun. It thoroughly. It was delightful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, glad you feel that way. It was. It was really fun. So we, we have, this week we have a uh, listener question. Yeah, we do. Uh, Andy has uh, suggested our topic for tonight. Uh, thanks, Andy. And uh, so I guess the question would be, what do you think about the devil curses and all that fun stuff? All that fun stuff. Yeah. Did he say all that fun stuff? She. Or she? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry, Andy. Yeah. I apologize. Yep. She did. Yeah. She she would like to hear us talk about the devil, curses, and all that fun stuff. Okay. So, hey. Um, my goodness. There's a whole lot there. Yeah. So, can't talk about the... <clears throat> Devil without obviously talking about the Old Testament, the New Testament, and um, and obviously just um, the influences of culture over the last what seven, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand years. So <laughs> a long thousand time. years. <laughs> yeah, it's more than I thought you were going to say. Uh, yeah. Humans well, been around for like. Uh, well, and the only reason is is because you know it starts to elude me some of the time some of the writings that people started expanding on the ideas of you know eternal torment and you know hell and the devil and things like that so you so, meant you meant seven eight hundred or a thousand years not eight hundred thousand years eight, okay yeah, just want to make a, sure no, no eight hundred thousand okay yeah, yeah that's right that's right well i mean the flood was sixty five hundred years ago yes yeah, so, so yeah. i mean that would that would that would be so um, that would cross over that line, and yeah. we wouldn't want to do that. No, so. we wouldn't. So, um, that's pre Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre Grand Canyon. I love it. But uh, I don't know. I think um, I think it's a good question, and I think the the devil and curses in hell is something that every person that has grown up in Christianity at some point in time has to deal with. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those things that. Uh, when I was younger, I had a healthy fear of that. Well, an unhealthy fear of that is probably the way to say it, because that was taught quite a bit at my church. Uh, 
you know, demonic activity and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I grew up in the era that the um, Exorcist came out, you know. And so you think in terms of uh, probably the scariest movie for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not have permission to watch it. I did it, uh, you know. You did it anyway. I did it anyway. Yeah, I was a rebel. Um, but that's some scary stuff. It, it really is when you're young and, and you've, you've been told about this, um, these creatures that are, that are waiting to control your mind and possibly control your body and, and influence you to do things that are horrible and evil. And, and you could end up spending eternity with eternity with them. And that was a big, um, that was a big, threat to keep you in mind keep me in line when I was younger what do you think the percentage is and and I realize there's no way to actually know this because people wouldn't necessarily be honest but but let's say let's say everybody's honest what do you think the percentage is of people if the question is why are you a Christian how many of them the real answer is so that I won't go to hell? 86.3. 86.3. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. That's that's what I pretty, think. That's just well, I thing. think it is right. I mean, I think every time every time there was an altar call, did did, did people see my air quotes? Yeah. Um, okay. Every time there was they an altar them. call growing up, yeah. yeah. Um, they... That was always the, that was always the substance of why you should go is because if you died tonight, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? And I've said this before in earlier podcasts that I feel like religion in decisions are always boiled down to, there's always just two decisions, you know, heaven and heaven and hell kind of seems to drive everything we do. Good and evil, God and Satan. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Good yeah. and evil, God and Satan, and um, it's personified, and we can get into that later. But, but, um, yeah, I mean, fear is the driving factor to getting people to accept Christ. It's, it's very effective. Anybody read the books when they were younger? Um, uh, this present darkness. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I Piercing read that the one. darkness. And in fact, yes. who re- who wrote those? Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti came into my work one day. Did he buy a guitar. He did buy a guitar, and in fact, he's good friends with um 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 um, um, um but darn it, uh, the guy who is uh, better than Jimi Hendrix. Um, oh, Phil. Phil Phil Keggy. Which that's sorry, that was the that's the old lore story. Sorry, uh, you know, the old lore where everybody said, Hey, what's it like being the greatest guitar player in the world? And Jimi Hendrix says, I don't know, ask Phil Kagey, you know, oh, which okay. I don't think actually ever happened. It it's just kind of a yes. thing, story. And, and Mr. Kagey would tell you the same, yes, he, that's he, right. He's never claimed that one. Yeah, Hendrix, <laughs> Hendrix died in 1969. 69. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Might be a little time issue there. I don't know how old Phil Keggy was with then, and I don't know what music he was working on. He's And I will say this. Phil Keggy is a great guitar player. But anyways, Frank Peretti came in with Phil Keggy to my work one day to buy buy some guitars, you know, and wanted to see the place. And um, <laughs> he was he was a character. He was a character, man. He had on like this Hawaiian shirt 
in these shorts and flip flops, and he just looked so he's like from Calvary Chapel. He, he just he, <laughs> well, he looked like he didn't have a care in the world. He yeah. didn't look like he cared about anything. And um, did he I, check the closets behind the door? No, or he actually like you know I sat and talked to him for maybe five ten minutes, and uh, just said, "Hey, read your book." was great and he was like thanks appreciate it and you know and then he talked he wanted to buy a guitar and stuff like that but anyways i've met frank peretti that that uh those books especially the first one Mm -hmm. scared me to death um i mean it really kept me in line because it really made me think that behind every door was either a demon or an angel Mm -hmm. and and that there was so much going on that we did not perceive like in some other worldly dimension. And, um, yeah, that, that's scary for a kid. I, that, I mean, I was probably You're a, absolutely right. It's probably in my early teens. And you know, when you're in your early teens, you, what's your number one thought usually girls and, and which was the way it was for me and girls and demons, yeah, girls and demons. That's Love the way it was. So every time I had a thought about, <laughs> about a girl, then, then I thought I was influenced by a demon and that's, it's almost child abuse in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So did you guys, uh, just a side note, did you ever read the space trilogy? C.S. Lewis? I did not. Okay. Yeah. I, I read, uh, Frank Peretti's books first and then found the uh, the space trilogy, and when I got to the third book, that hideous strength realized, oh my gosh, this is the same story. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is. And be, to be honest with you, I only read the first, this present darkness. Um, I started. What's the second one? Piercing the darkness. Piercing the. I started that one, but never. Fin- I hate never that I don't remember that, but I did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then his third book was the prophet. Oh, and I, I never, I never. And I even thought knew that, that was going to be a continuation of the other ones, and it had nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. That that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I needed some more. So, is it safe to say that, um, you know, Frank Peretti, as wonderful of a person he is, and as creative as a person he is, that those are not accurate depictions of what's going on behind the veil of reality? I mean. And one and two, how much has that shaped and formed what people want to believe is going on? Yes, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, 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 we're talking about an actual person, a real, you know, author and and uh, you know, pretty famous guy here. Yeah, very and, and creative. I don't, yes, I don't want to. So, and I'm speculating in what I'm about to say. My guess is there at no point did Frank Peretti say or want people to believe that this was nonfiction. Mm-hmm. You know, this is fiction. This is a concept that exists inside of uh, many religions. And I'm going to write about it. You know, I'm going to write fiction about this. And, you know, what people do with that is outside of his control. Um, That's my thoughts. No, I think those are great thoughts. I think, you know, if, you know, again, speculation, this is, this is an author trying to tell a story because with that, 
but still being influenced. Obviously, you know, Frank Peretti is influenced by the Bible and the concepts of spiritual concepts, you know, but the battle between good and evil. Yeah, the battle. And, yeah. That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, in creating a story and putting characters into this, this, and he's an author and that's, that's, that's what I think it is. But I also at the same time, I think people use these stories like Dante's Inferno and, um, and John Milton's Paradise Lost uh, to frame up the ideas of what, you know, good versus evil, the devil and hell and, um, and all of the peripheral things of that, like curses entail. So, uh, we, you know, it was, I was very influenced by that. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but I was really into end times. You know, I was, I studied end times and I taught a lot of end time stuff, you know. Somebody mentioned that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you guys knew that, but you know, I was, I did it a lot, you know. Um, I, I tried to be an apologetics teacher, but I could never be, get to that level. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah you, 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 you could have gotten there if you stuck with yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, my goodness. Uh, but uh, anyways, it's, but the influence of good versus evil or the ideas of the devil or Satan um, are extremely um, influential within evangelicalism and even just religion in general. It doesn't end there. It goes beyond that. And, um, and I think that, and I'm going to say this, but, but pretty much all of it is made up. I'm, I'm waiting. Um, well, I, 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 so from my standpoint, from my standpoint, uh, I, I've made. You, you guys know, were really quiet there. Yeah. For I was waiting for the lightning. Like looking at. I was waiting for the lightning to come down and strike you, or, or the guitar to fall off the wall and yeah. electrocute you. Uh, Although it's not plugged in, that would have been a. I would have probably believed in demons at that point. Um, you know, uh, when when you when you say that. Um, you know, I've, I've I've expressed on probably every episode here that I am agnostic. I move from a very uh, conservative evangelical uh, believer to agnostic, and um, and I, and I agree with you. I, I I think that was a way to control people, and a way to keep people in line. And um, if we just think through demons, um, they would have had to been created. So God would have created them. God, God created them for a reason. And if he was all-knowing, and he would know that they would become evil. Uh, I mean, there's a passage in, what is it, Isaiah, Isaiah 14. Uh, I think a that's what it is. third of the stars fell. Yeah, and then you have Ezekiel 28. Dun, and you have dun, all dun. These, these passages that talk about different people, um, you know, assign that to Satan. And, um, and it, it just, it just seems like some kind of, um, story to, mm-hmm. to let people know, Hey, there's a, there's a, there's a bad influence in the world. There's an evil influence in the world and, and, uh, we're the good influence. What we teach is good. That's bad. So you need, you need to follow what we teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and I was just messing with you. 
<laughs> oh, I know, I know, absolutely. <laughs> we've we've all had some conversations on this before. Yes. And I don't know if we all completely line up, but I think we're all I think we all kind of have explored the idea that um that, you know, we've always wondered, is there is there a devil? Is there Satan? Yeah. Um, is there hell? You know, can you curse somebody? Are there curses? Are there, Hey, you know, another good one is, is, um, generational curses. That's a lot. That's a huge topic that comes up a lot. Yeah. And, um, I believe I'm going to throw this out there. You know what? And go ahead. Yeah. And I, I, sorry to interrupt. I think that's maybe what we should do. I mean, typically on these top, uh, uh, you know, when we have a question kind of come at it from all different angles, but maybe that's a good thing. So, for each of us to say, okay, what do you do with devil? What do you do with curses? What, you know, in, in your thought process right now, where you, where you're sitting from where you're sitting today, what are your thoughts about the devil? What are your thoughts about curses? What are your thoughts about demons? What are your thoughts about hell? Uh, I'm going first. Yep. Okay. All right. My thoughts on, um, uh, you know, I, I, I will say this, that I suggest that people read Rene Girard. I think he is an excellent source for understanding the humanity of people. Um, I yes. think that human um, nature, I'm sorry, human nature, human nature, yep. his mimetic theory, um, the mimetic theory, scapegoating, and it's all derived within the concepts of what humans, human beings do to each other. Yeah. And that's where I think is, um, so I'll jump right to it, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, but um, the concepts of de- the devil or Satan, you know, coming from Rene Girard is, is we are the devil, you know. When you look at script, like books like, you know, the Bible or even other, some of the religions, the devil is, I think, is a personification of what human beings do to each other. You know, the, the Satan, the Hasatan, uh, which I don't know if that's the Greek or the Hebrew. I don't know. It's been a while. But uh, it comes boils down to the accuser or the one who accuses. And and we always want to look at that picture in uh, Job where the devil comes before or mm-hmm. the, 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 the accuser comes before God, which, again, I think is an interesting concept that you see evil being within was a part of the, the pan, not pantheon, but a part of the heavenly council. God was allowing somebody, an accuser to come within his presence. And that's a, still another he concept. He couldn't look upon eagle, yeah, evil, but he, he could. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is a total direct contradiction to, to evangelicalism. You know, and so you have the, the, the accuser is, is, I think, is a personification of what we do to each other. So when we look at people and we accuse people, we're taking on that personification of what well, I think a lot of these older writers potentially could be talking about, the concepts of how human beings are very good at accusing each other. And that's where I think all of the concepts of the devil and hell are derived from. So I know that's a lot, but um, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on that. I think Rene Girard has hit the nail on the head. 
So three thoughts. Number one, we've talked about this before. Mnemonic theory, great band name. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now that I'm learning guitar, may we may we form that. Uh, number two, Renee Gerard is a great soccer player. I think he plays for Arsenal. He's a striker. Uh, that may be Olivia Gerard, but let's not. Oh, it's just, Olivia's his middle name. That's just the best. Yeah. Number three. Uh, Neil Gerardo, too, is an excellent guitar player. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> number three, um, I agree with that. I, I, I really do think it is um, uh, a, a fictional um, account to to try to tell a story or some mm-hmm. kind of moral. And when, when people, when I've talked to people about that before, they say, well, it's almost like that's heresy, but isn't that what Jesus did with parables? He yes. would tell stor- stories about certain things to, to try to reveal certain things to, mm-hmm. to the listeners. And I, 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 I'm sorry. I just don't, um, uh, I just don't believe a whole lot of what the Bible says anymore because I've studied the source of the Bible mm-hmm. and how it was canonized and, and all that. And I just, I, I'm sorry, I just don't. I think there are yeah. some good things taught in it. And I think there are some horrible things taught of it. But I, I do think at the end of the day, it's a man-made book to influence man to do to control the way people think. Yeah. And so I'm with you in, in, in the respect that I, I just think it's either some kind of parable or moral when they uh, moral story that is trying to influence people into into either behaving a certain way or following a certain person or falling in line with a certain belief system that's that's what i believe you know and i i I, yeah i understand that and you know if you even look at the temptations of christ you know it's it's not it's not the fact that i think that the picture, it's not about believing did Jesus really sit there and go into some kind of like visionary state with the devil to go up on the mount and up on the temple and up on these things. But it's a, it's, it could be a picture. It's more, it's more logical to think it's a picture to how you struggle within yourself, you know, fully you, human. That's right. Fully human. That as you wrestle as a human, you know, can you be the person that is the accuser or can you be the person that is the nonviolent person that loves your neighbor? You know, which are all very human concepts that we do on this plane within this reality. You know, there is no, and I'm just, and I'm going to say this for those of you who are listening to this, that I'm saying this from the concepts that I don't think the devil is real. I think the devil is a concept that was personified in writings to get a concept across. Um, you know, I'm not saying the Bible that, you know, I'm not saying all that, but I'm saying there are concepts within the Bible that are very much true. You know, love your neighbor as yourself is a concept that works, mm-hmm. you know, but it also is not, um, um, it, it, you know, evangelicalism or Christianity doesn't own that concept either. Um, but it is a good concept. Or even attempt it. I'm sorry. Or even attempt it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Point yeah. well taken. Yeah. So you know, so I would go as far as to say there is no devil. You know, there is no hell. You know, and 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 I'll even throw this out there that even the books, the verses in the Bible that talk about hell are never referring to a place of eternal torment. They're talking about specific places like all the times in Matthew. 
they're talking about where they burn the trash outside the city. You know, mm. that, you know, this is a horrible place. This is a place that you wouldn't want to be. You know, this is a place, you know, that your choices are what get you to these places in life. And so, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in what you guys are thinking because I'm, you know, I'm throwing a lot out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if the question is, uh, a literal devil, a single created being who, uh, has turned his back on God and wants the destruction of all humanity. And he spends, you know, eternity striving for that. Um, I, I, I'm going to say no, you know, that doesn't make sense. There's, there's nothing that makes sense about that. Um, claiming that the devil made me do something, um, that the devil's after me, um, you know, oh, that was, that was totally the devil or things like that. I mean, that, you know, if, if, uh, as we've been taught, um, that the devil is, uh, can't be every place at one time, uh, the arrogance of those thoughts are are mind-boggling that he's he has singled me out because because I am such a threat. You so know? It's, like, it's like it's like they're not assigning the devil to me. They're 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 going to assign like Stan to me, and Stan's going to be the one. You know, Stan the demon. Stan the demon. Yeah. You know, he's right. he's going to be the one. Stan. But I'm, I don't rank Lucifer. Right. I mean, come yeah, on, let's, yeah. let's, let's be I know, real. but but I mean, and we. We jest, but uh, we we hear that in all sincerity uh, from, and we've talked about persecution before, uh, you know, and and it, it, it's 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 baffling to me how somebody could be so arrogant as to, you know, I, I am so important, I am making such headway in this world for the the purposes of God that uh that the devil has beset upon my life and uh you know so there's one side of it so i you know i i call eh on that yeah, concept absolutely. uh and then and then you know the flip side of that is um is when you've got those those same people having having the idea that then they get to, in a sense, control Satan, the devil, and send him after others who are persecuting them oh, or, man. you know, or, uh, or hindering their progress or anything, you know, which is, which is our transition into curses. Yeah. And so, you know, so which is it? I mean, at, at, at some point you got to say, well, wait, wait, now he's, he's after you because you're such a, a godly person and, and, and pulling off all this stuff. But now you're, you're going to send that same stuff towards somebody else because they are, uh, your enemy or, or got, go ahead. I got one thing to add to that, yeah. that, that I think that really the description through time, not just the Bible of, uh, demons and Satan has been a really a way to explain why people do bad things. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you look back and you, you think of, well, Stalin, 
you know, he had to be demonic because look at the things he did. So it's really a way to, or Hitler, or, you know, whoever you want to think of. But I think that's just a way to, to try to, um, to try to figure out why people do certain things. If God is the author of good, then these people that do bad things have to be controlled by somebody bad. And so I think that's where that, I think that's where, where that comes from. I think specifically when we're talking about the New Testament, they're, they're dealing with Romans. They're dealing with, with, uh, with different, um, with persecution by the Pharisees and, and, uh, and Romans and, and well, who would be behind that but the devil? And so you have to have somebody to, you know, air quote, uh, demonize. Uh, you have to demonize somebody for that. So, um, so that's just my my two cents on that. Um, but to your point, as far as curses, that's a very interesting idea. How people can can be the target of a demon because they're so holy, but can also uh, basically curse somebody that you know Satan will have his way with them. I- I, I have to admit, I've never heard of this until recently. Like, if somebody did that earlier in my Christian life, like, hey, I, you, I'm holy and you're evil, and so therefore I'm going to pray that bad things happen to you. Is that, is am I, am I getting this right? Mm-hmm. Am I getting yep. this right? Then you're just as evil as anybody else. What, what's the like, name of the prayer? It's, there's the, it the precatory, precatory, precatory prayer. Yeah. And I realize that, you know, we've got some local situations going on here that have brought this stuff up, but that is, in my opinion, that is horrible. You're a horrible human being. If you go, I don't like you because you're coming after me. And so therefore I hope horrible things happen to you because realistically, let's just get down to it. That's really what you're doing. You're just disguising it, mixing it up and kind of put stuff around it that you're talking about the precatory prayer that somehow this is within the spiritual realm. No, at the end of the day, all you're doing is, is going, you, uh, I don't like you because you don't like me. And so therefore I hope bad things happen to you. Yeah, pastors yeah. made up that word just so they could say, let me give you a new word, precatory. precatory. So it makes them sound yeah. intelligent. Yeah, so. it's evil. It's it's flat out evil. Yeah. People who think that way are the same people, you know, who, you know, want to hurt people. They it, want to hurt people. It's devilish. Yeah, it it really is. It's it's funny how we've, we've, we've got the same thing. You know, somebody can... Somebody can just take whatever's going on and just make it whatever they want it to be. That's yeah. right. I'm just making this up. You know, right. it's like, it's hey, when when bad stuff's happening to me, it's because I'm so great. And when when bad stuff's happened to you, it's because I'm so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that should that should be a t-shirt yeah, yeah. it should yeah um, it's it but, really uh, is wild so, so you know i know and i realize it's a spiritual attacks is is one of the concepts that we're talking about here yeah. but yeah also i again if you are listening to this study Rene gerard because it will bring some ideas to your mind about the things that human beings do but um, one of the concepts on that of mimetic theory is how they, one thing that brings the herd together, the tribe, not the herd, but the tribe. One thing that brings the tribe together is if you can point out somebody, you can accuse somebody 
of being the problem of why things are going wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and that's after things have gone wrong. That's after yes. things have yeah. gone wrong. And so if you can go, well, they're the reason why this is all happening and everybody can go, you're right. And it brings the tribe. It brings unity to the tribe. And then that, that is, um, and Rene Girard's point is, is that's the accusation. That's the, that's scapegoating. The, yeah, yeah. The scapegoat. You're accusing this, you're accusing a person and you're, you're then making them the scapegoat that will take all of the punishment for what all the things that are going wrong and it will bring unity to the group. And to be honest with you, um, I think that's what, you know, this is going to sound really bad, but I think that's what churches do on a daily basis. Oh, constantly. That's what causes unity yes. within churches is they scapegoat people over and over and over yeah. again. So a great example of that is the Salem witch trials. And yes. So, and so they, right. would, they would take certain people, if there was a rumor about them, they would literally blame everything that's happened, either bad things that happened within that family. If they were, uh, I know in one case it was a, I don't know if it was a slave or an, I, I don't remember. I read a book on this years and years ago, but how um, that was, uh, people were a scapegoat. So it started out with, with a, um, like a slave and they were uh, from Jamaica. And then, then there was a, a daughter that, that came under some kind of sickness and they blamed the, you know, the Jamaican slave. And then before you know it, there's people being burned at the stake. Uh, as being witches and they were the blame um for the bad things that happened uh within within salem that's not uncommon to christianity i mean christians early in 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 christianity like the roman empire blamed them for things if there was a flood then christians were blamed because they didn't worship roman gods and if there was a a drought then they were blamed because they didn't worship Roman gods. They were in a no-win situation. And now it's become, uh, you know, it's, it's not like those are things are connected because we're talking about 2,000 years apart, but it's interesting how how initially in Christianity, Christians were the victims of these things. Now Christians are making other people, you know, the the they're accusing other people of these that's things. That's right. And now other people are victims of that's it. Right. And that's right. Christianity. A huge, that's a huge point that people need to understand in this is, is is that Christianity uh, Christians have become the accusers mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not saying that lightly and I'm not trying to lump everybody together but look at the landscape that we live in Christians love to accuse the abortionists the Democrats the I don't know help vaccinated me out the vaccinated <laughs> the vaccinated that's you know, an interesting one it's an it's an, a constant accusal and what and what is lacking here is the understanding that the satanic is the accuser. We have a pastor here that that actually says that he will not allow people that are masked mask into his church, mm-hmm. and it's it's he's accusing them of not having faith. It's like, are you for real? Yeah. I mean that that's where we are in society where. Where everything is, you know, if you don't do what I think you should do, then then somehow you're cursed. Yeah. And I speak as somebody who is generationally cursed. And that's farthest, and that is the farthest from the concepts of Christ. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can speak to this though, since I have been generationally 
generationally cursed, then I probably have a little input into this. So, well, this is great. <laughs> That's right. Why, why generational curses? What's the point of that? It comes up all the time. I mean, people talk about it a lot. Yeah. So I was at, whenever I, um, deconstructed my faith and I left Christianity and became agnostic, um, because of some things in my family, on my wife's side of the family, um, I was told that I was generationally cursed. That's why I left the faith. <laughs> now, it didn't matter that my entire, my side of the family, my father was a minister, my grandfather was a pastor. I literally have, I've done all the Ancestry.com stuff. I have like five ancestors that their middle name was Calvin. I mean, I, I am like, I, I guess, an, a generational Calvinist. So what I what I've come to I've come to 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 reconcile this is that a generational curse is a lot more potent than a generational blessing. So that that's what I've come to. Uh, that's good. Now, and I don't remember, I don't believe in any of it, but I'm I'm just telling you that that's I've been accused of that. So, and that was something that at the time really hurt me. And you guys know because we talked about it. Yeah. We talked about everything, but. Um, that really hurt me that somebody would say that. Now, a year later, I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can take that if you want. That's right. And that, you know, that's what people do when they don't like the fact that you're not on their team anymore. Yeah. You know, they go, oh, you're one of those guys. So, you know, it's a, it's a way. Again, it's another example of how, um, Christianity has become the accuser. And I'm going to say this like 12 more times here, you know, but we don't, the, the, we have to understand that if, if you believe in the Bible and you believe in the concepts of, of the devil and, and Satan, then, then when you accuse other people, then you're partaking in that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's a tricky thing. I mean, it, it, as you've heard, there's in this discussion, the concepts of the Bible, uh, or the concepts of, of, uh, Satan, the devil, um, they're, they're vague. It's just like everything else. It's, there's a vagueness there. There's, uh, you know, I would, I, my, my view, uh, David and I were talking about this earlier, uh, my view of generation, generational curses hasn't changed at all since I was an evangelical Christian because I understood them to be, uh, you know, when you have baggage in your family, you grow up and, and your parents are, you know, just don't know how to be good parents and, and raise you to understand things incorrectly and are, are rigid and, and all of that, then unless you, uh, recognize that in yourself and work on it yeah. and deal with it, it's just going to continue happening. It's That's just right. a cycle. That's I right. mean that if, and if you'd asked me, uh, you know, at, at, when I was a pastor years and years ago, that's how I would have explained a generational curse. Yeah. Do I think they exist? Yes. Do I think that, uh, that they come from a supernatural being that has placed them on someone or, or have they been called upon by somebody, you know, who is sending that curse your way? Uh, no, 
I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. It doesn't make any sense. No, that way. it makes no sense that way whatsoever. And so, uh, so there. I mean, that's a concept of. It's a. It's a. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm air quoting the term biblical here, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's a biblical concept. Yeah. Um, reference earlier earlier podcasts that let you know that the term biblical means nothing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, and, and it's the same with the devil. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, uh, the mimetic theory uh, of, uh, Rene Girard's is to me, it's like, I read it and I go, why do they call this a theory? I mean, this just seems, <laughs> this seems like, it's this seems like of- this guy just, you know, has watched how humanity is working, how yeah. every community comes together, and right. and they, uh, you know, begins with uh, with imitating each other, and they see things, and you know, they they all want something of value, and it's not determined by what their own concept of value is; it's determined mm-hmm. by what the crowd's concept of value is. That's right. You know, and so uh, so I've associated with this crowd, and now all I need to do is make these people happy with. Uh, you know, I want what they want and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so we're, we're in That's this right. thing and it's all going well. And pretty soon, you know, uh, we get in conflict because we're all wanting the same thing, but we all can't have the same thing. And, That's right. and so what do we, what do we do? I don't know. Well, it's his we're, fault. That's right. And That's right. it's, it, it's funny how direct competition is starts over and over and over again, you know, with, with people. It really and, does. Um, it I really mean, it, does. It, it's, it's the whole concept of it is competition. Uh, we have our whole entire society is built on competition. Mm-hmm. We call it and you know, you've heard me go off on this tangent before, but we, we call it capitalism and we think it's free market and it's all, it's all what's best for, for our society. It's not, it's what's best for society is collaboration, not competition. You know, the societies that survive and that, that, that thrive are the ones who look out for each other. Uh, and, and as you've alluded to, uh, earlier, Nathan, the Bible's full of examples of that as good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, the, these ideas of, of the devil, of, of, uh, of Satan, of curses, of hell, all of it. Uh, there's a nugget of truth in there, but we need to examine ourselves. Yeah. You know, how, what am I struggling with? What are the things that, that, uh, that I could do better? What are the, what, what are those things? What are those jealousies in me? What are those, uh, what are those ideas that are more, uh, self oriented rather than other oriented that I can work on, uh, you know, th- those are my devils. Those are my demons. Yeah. Those, are, those are my curses. Um, I, I want to, I want to be better at it. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would agree or disagree that, that the concepts of evil and the devil are ways for us to categorize. <clears throat> Let's hold on. The, we would categorize the things that don't go our way. Let me say it broadly like that. Well, I, I, I would say that, um, 
from a negative standpoint. Y- yeah, sorry, yes. that's, that's from the yes. negative standpoint. Yes, that's that's how one would describe these those things. From a positive standpoint, it would be you recognizing what are my weaknesses. What are, what are things I, I I can work on? What are what are uh, what are those areas that I am hurtful to others and that I'm less than uh, than generous on? Uh, would be one way you know, to look at it, you, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it, you could look at it as, uh, of these things as just another scapegoat, you know, it, when there's times when, when I can't find the person who just asked a simple question that I didn't have the answer to, to, you know, send the whole congregation after them, uh, then I can just take this, you know, ethereal, concept of of devil and demons and curses and then we can all point our finger there and say ah the enemy yeah why do you think we're so apt to believe that like when a pastor will stand on the stage and say we're under spiritual attack (laughs) why do we believe that You, you know um it's very common for pastors to describe this world as a fallen world. So we live in a fallen world that is under the curse because of the sin of Adam. And so the very existence of this world and the way that we know it is because of sin. And so whenever a godly person is attacked, it has to be because it's a some sort of sinful act by somebody else because they're a godly person. I think... I think the problem is, is the person who, who keeps claiming that that attack, actually actually believes they're godly. Yeah, it's like, no, there, there's no such thing. You're you're either a good person, or you're a bad person. You're either somebody that makes good choices and helps other people, or you don't. You either abuse people and use people and um, and manipulate people, or you're somebody that actually wants to help people, and so. What I found in my experience is is that a lot of the very people that sit there and say they're under spiritual attack are the very ones that have been attacking people their entire ministry or their entire existence where, yeah. hey, if you, I'm the one with the authority because God speaks to me. If you don't agree with me, then man, you must be from the devil and you're spiritually attacking me. Yeah. And that that is just a... a a way to keep that's like a Trumpian type thought that, you know, I won the election because there's no way I could have not won the election. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's in a way it's almost circular reasoning. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing that is so destructive. Uh, in some ways it's destructive Christianity. Cause I think a lot of people begin to see that, Hey, this guy keeps on claiming this and, we're seeing this happen in our circle. This yeah. is happening with a pastor. Yeah. And it, it is the fall that's happened because people are just kind of like, dang, what? <laughs> I mean, this what? guy, you know, th- this guy is, is, is keeps on claiming this and yet he has hurt so many people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I think people are just getting tired of that. And I, I just think that is because we have been programmed that, this is a fallen fallen world, mm-hmm. and evil exists. And I, I just, I, I just reject that idea. Yeah. I just, I just think that is a manipulation, and I think that's a way to control people. Yeah. And 
And when it comes to curses, I'm like, you know, I hear all the time now. Uh, and I'm kind of worried that it's one of my family members gets sick, then, oh, it's going to be a curse because of the decisions I made. But I know Christians who have died from COVID. I know Christians whose whose mm-hmm. you know family members have That's died right. in automobile accidents. I know you know Christians that all these have died of cancer. Those are never curses. No, those are just oh, we live in a fallen world and things happen, but we're healed because we're with Jesus. But with me, if something that like that happens to to my family, it's a curse or it's judgment. Yeah, and I that's think right. that is just. I think this oh. world operates just as it would if there was no God. Bottom line, if I think we try to reason our way to justify why bad things happen, and bad things happen because we're human beings and people die and people get sick and and it happens. But we live in a world where things happen. Yeah, you know, Adam. Adam sure 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 gets a lot of blame. <laughs> I mean, it's like Adam has become the ultimate scapegoat. Well, but he throws it off on Eve. <laughs> she gave it to me. Eve is the wait, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Eve is the ultimate scapegoat. It's like every humanity somehow needs to find a reason why things go the way they do. And religion, barring the fact that it's not reality or the truth, will will deliver something. You know, like, hey, here's a story of the beginning of why things have gone the way they are. And so it's very easy for us to go, oh, I guess this is just a fallen world because some woman ate uh, from the fruit of a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And now and so, again, I'm coming back to the why do we believe this? What causes humanity to go, all of this is happening and we can blame all the things that we do to each other and we label it as evil. And let's just say it's because a woman ate from a, the fruit from a tree. Yeah. Little, little, <laughs> little foot, little footnote, little footnote there too. But the, yeah. the, the person or the entity that told the truth in that story was actually the snake. Yeah. You will know good from evil if you eat from this fruit. And so it's like, Satan didn't lie, if that was, in fact, Satan in that story, or representation of Satan. He didn't lie. He actually told the truth. Mm -hmm. And so all he did was say, this is what would happen. Why would you even put the tree in the garden? Yeah. Oh, that was always a question of mine. It's like, why, at the end of the day, what really throws the red flag that this was purely just a generational story that was passed down to try to elaborate on where things had started from was the fact that um, that, um, what did you just say? Sorry. The thought just fleed right from my, my, my mind. Well, that it was, uh, it, it, that Satan told the truth. Yeah. That Satan, told, that the Satan tr- told the truth. And, but, but yeah, that, that this was like, but it, the, the whole thing just reeks of, uh, it's not the, the telling of reality. It's the telling of a lore of a story. So people can get the concepts of, Right, wrong, right, wrong, th- and and how things might happen, and that there are ev- there's evil there's choices there's choices to good, yeah. and there's choices to evil. Yeah. So yeah. your question was, why do we believe this? Well, because it because we can see it in ourselves. 
you know, we see that we are that way. We see that others are that way. We see that we have struggles. And so but we uh, push it off on something else. Well, it's easier that way. You know, we, we want to be able to blame it on something else that that happened before some somebody else. I mean, it's we, we're, we're going to circle back and every time we're going to land at scapegoats. So, so if you're looking for an off ramp, there isn't one. Oh, so I, I got this whole thing figured out now. So the reason why I'm not good at guitar is because of Satan. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I get yeah. So wait. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So I mean, we all value guitar playing. Yeah, we do. Right? That's, that, that evidently is a very important yes. thing in this conversation. And the reason that I'm not the best guitar player here is Nathan. <laughs> Whatever. And Satan. it's Nathan's fault. So I and so Satan. yeah, Nathan yeah. must. Be go yeah <laughs> that's right because if nathan goes then somebody else sorry i'm just taking your story and going right, right, with it right. yep. if nathan goes then somebody else will become the best guitar player yes. so if if, yeah. if it ends up where i'm the only one left You're then there the actually is player. no there is no guitar player <laughs> <laughs> there, <laughs> there is are no, no guitar players because because right. i know four chords <laughs> that's right and uh, and yeah. you know one so, of those yeah. So, so, so I, you know, I, I realize we can ramble on about this for a long time and we're saying a lot of good things and I think we're talking a lot, of, but, but th- one of the main points is, is that, that I want to bring back around for us to conclude on is, is, is that the satanic and curses and even, I don't, I'll even bring in blessings are all ways for us to describe human interaction. That's what I really think. Yeah, yeah. That's how we think. And we lump human interaction within the good of God and the blessings and human interaction of the, of the evil and the devil. Um, and the things that we like, the things that we don't like, the things that go our way, the things that don't go our way. And that's what humanity does. Well, let me give you a, a good example. And um, we, we never want an E on this episode or any episode, but there is a certain profanity that, that includes God where God condemns something. And that's a, a curse word in our society that's very common. And so even in our society, among people that obviously don't believe in Jesus, they use that curse word because that's something that, that has power to say that God condemns this. God condemns you. So if I say blankety-blank you... That's a curse word. I'm cursing you because that's what I've been taught in this society is that I have the ability to curse you mm-hmm. by the Almighty. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, and and I think we truly, we, we, we go through periods in our life where we truly believe that. But I think, and may I say this right, that freedom... You know, we love to say things like you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free is is when you realize that you love to accuse other people. When we realize that that's what we do and we can stop that or not participate in that, it's now when we become free. Hmm. But but that's an internal journey within ourselves that's not a uh, that's not a 
thing that was done somewhere, some is some cosmic thing that has happened that now has freed me from that. I literally have to make that choice for myself. You know, the thing that really has changed, and I, I know we're wrapping up, but the thing that really has changed me is to not think in terms of babies, of babies or humans being born evil. It's, it's, it's yeah. believing that babies are born good. Yeah. And, and the Bible teaches that that conceived, what is it, conceived in iniquity, whatever that, that verse is. Yeah. And I look at a baby, and I'm going, that, that baby is not, that baby is not sinful. Uh, is that baby going to make some bad choices? Sure. Sure. But that baby is, is not, anyway, yeah. I, I, I don't want to get what's into all that. Called, well, what's that called again? Um, no, I forget. Um, but yeah, you're right. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. That's, oh, that's right. That's called yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's called so, stupid. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, I realize this is a kind of a 30,000 foot flyover, you yeah. know, of this. We haven't dove into any of the ideas of where the concept of hell, hell actually came from, you know, that they're all human, you know, concepts. You know, um, from a technical standpoint, from a technical standpoint, yeah. the ideas of punishment, you know, how we always want those who are not on our side to be punished. Those yeah. who don't agree with us, we want them to be punished. You know, we didn't dive into the technicalities of a lot of this kind of stuff, but, but it, you know, I, I hope that maybe we're at least getting people to think about the fact that, you know, you know, what we choose to do in our lives have impact on those around us. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for if you've ever listened before, you'll, you know, that we never get into the technicalities, <laughs> Darn it. but, uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't think because I don't think we're here to prove anything, you know, we don't want to convince anybody of anything. We're sharing our thoughts, sharing our ideas, things that we've, we've talked about that we've, we've discussed and, and, uh, we don't really have any idea where you, the listener might be in this questioning period. We're glad you're asking questions. Andy, thank you for, for this, uh, discussion today. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, 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 at the end of the day, I personally, and I know you guys would agree, have no fear of a physical being that's a devil that, that would do anything not only to us, but to anyone else that, that he doesn't have a legion of demons that are out there doing anything like that, 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 uh, that curses, uh, can be thrust upon you or, or you could be born into them, uh, you know, from, a from, a a spiritual side of things. I mean, it's, it, it, it's not, we're, we're not here to encourage fear. Uh, if you, if you are uh, a Christian today because you don't want to spend eternity in hell, um, don't worry about it. There, there isn't one. Um, mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense. Um, it, it makes no sense from a, from a standpoint of, of really any, any way you look at it. Um, if, if you 
are are on the side of things that that still see God as love or that there is a benevolent being, uh, the concept of hell can't exist with within that. Yeah. Whatever hoops that we've jumped through and pretzels we've twisted, uh, it still makes no sense. So so anyway, for for the listeners, man, we want you to be encouraged. Those things there are there are there concepts of that that we deal with. Yes, uh, Rene Girard would have said that that uh, uh, the concept of uh, the, the last concept of of his theory uh, three being okay. Hey, w- we're imitating each other and all striving for the same thing that we've desired. You know, we've decided is is desirable to us, then we get into conflict, then we, uh, then we find a scapegoat, uh, as long as that scapegoat is considered evil and we all justify the killing of that scapegoat or, or the outcasting of that scapegoat. And and all of us have been that, um, uh, you know, then the, the circle continues, the cycle continues. Uh, but, uh, Rene would point to, but you know what? Then there's a revelation and the revelation comes when you realize, Hey, uh, that was a scapegoat and he was innocent. He didn't do anything. You know, he points to Christ. He points to others in, in writings in history, but, uh, but, but that realization, and that's when we go, Oh man. And that's when self-reflection comes in. And then we realize, Oh man, that was me, you know, he was innocent. And so there you go. Is that a good place to stop? I think it yeah. is. Yeah, because I think that, it, you know, at the end of the, realistically at the end of the story, it's always coming back to self-reflection. Yeah. What can I, how can I make this world a better place? What What can I do to better my friends, my family, my loved ones, my work people, the world I live in, you know, what, what can I do that, that makes that, uh, this world better? So in closing, if somebody was to give you a flash card and flash evil, what would be the first thought to come into your mind? Mike, a bald Mike Myers with his finger uh his pinky <laughs> in the corner one of his mouth. million dollars <laughs> what was your speech you know what um religion that's deep i would have said the baltimore ravens but you know uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i'm a titans fan <laughs> right yeah but who's wearing purple <laughs> oh gosh, that's mean. So you're Dang wearing a Beatles it. shirt, and I'm a Liverpool supporter, and just you know the the nickname of Manchester United is Red Devils. Just putting that out there, Red Devils. I think that's a sign because they're horrible. Yeah, yeah, they're Actually, evil. Also, isn't that a sweeper? Red Devil. The Red Devil. Yep. Yeah. Vacuum cleaner. Vacuum is cleaner. It? Yep. Yeah. It just made Manchester. Yeah. It is. Well, thanks for listening. Andy, thanks for the question. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, anybody, join us uh, as, as you hear in the closing uh, credits. Thanks for listening. 
greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question one on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.